0: Good morning, everyone. Bang, bang. Today, we have Will Clemente breaking down this week's Bitcoin situation using on-chain metrics to separate the signal from the noise. You can follow Will on Twitter with the link that I've provided, or I highly suggest that you sign up for his email. Here's Will's analysis. Hey, everyone. Hope you had an awesome week. Bitcoin's showing some strength, but now we watch for the following through over the next week. We'll look at key levels to watch for all patterns to keep an eye from an on-chain perspective. Hope you enjoy. Have a great weekend, and let's dive in. First up, let's take a look at URPD, basically an on-chain volume profile. This shows the amount of Bitcoin moved at different price levels. We've now carved out this large zone of reaccumulation between 31,000 and 42,000. 21.71% of Bitcoin's money supply has now moved here. 2% of Bitcoin's money supply has moved at 39.5k alone, making it the largest single bar of volume since 3 dollars watching 42,000 and the 200-day moving average at a roughly $45,000 price for resistance on a potential move-up. Next up, we have what I labeled as a top-bottom model. This looks at the top-price model, a variant of the all-time moving average of Bitcoin, a delta price, realized price, average price, and realized price, the mean between top-delta price, and lastly, the mean between realized price and the average between top-delta. Overlaying these all together, we see that price has always hovered between top price and delta. Market price going below realized price is a great signal to start accumulating heavily in macro bottoms. This is because price is below the average price investors paid for their coins, meaning the market is in capitulation by definition. Reaching the orange and red lines have marked historical overheated euphoric price levels. Market price going above the yellow midline has historically been a key level for Bitcoin to confirm a strong bull market trend. In 2013, price went vertical after breaking through. Bear market began after breaking below. In early 2017, served as resistance before switching to support, propelling us into the final latter phase of the bull market. Also was the level that the dead cat bounce got rejected from in 2018. Served as support in January 2021, and it marked the major drawdown in May. And now I would like to see us get back above that yellow line for confirmation. We currently sit at roughly $53,000. Accumulation has continued, which we can look at in several ways. In blue, the illiquid supply shock ratio, which compares the movement of coins from liquid, weak hands, entities to illiquid, strong hand entities. In purple, exchange supply shock ratio, which compares the amount of supply held on exchanges relative to overall circulating supply. Both of these are trending strongly upwards, with price lagging behind. I still am patiently waiting to see these massive multi-month long divergences get fully priced in. Also worth noting that the illiquid supply change RSI is also in a macro buy zone. Just chose not to include it this week to save some space. When we look at who exactly is buying by size, almost every cohort is in strong accumulation. In particular, the little guys have really caught my eye. This metric takes a ratio of all the entities on-chain with less than 10 Bitcoin and dividing that by overall circulating supply. What you get is essentially a representation of how much supply retail holds on a relative basis. This is hockey-sticked upward since late May. This, along with all-time highs in net user growth, illustrate healthy network adoption and distribution. Note, new user growth is trending up, while the number of new entities is trending down. This means that the number of dormant entities is decreasing at an even greater rate than the number of new entities. To me this shows that the users coming on the network are staying. On a similar note, let's look at the dynamic between short and long-term holders that we've been watching for a while. Long-term holdings continue to increase while short-term holdings continue to decrease. This means twofold. Short-term holders are aging past the 155-day, a five-month threshold. Short-term holders are the ones that are doing most of the selling. Pairing this with metrics like CDD, dormancy, SOAB, and ASOL all tell a similar story. Long-term holders now have over 66% of supply. Short-term are now down to nearly 20%. Before the main bull run began in October, long-term holder supply reached just over 68%. Next up, we have Dormancy Flow, created by David Puell. This looks at market cap in comparison to annualized dormancy, measured in U.S. dollars, on each given day. Dormancy in coin days destroyed adjusted for volume. Highlighted below, March 2020 counts too. You can see each time the metric dips near the green box, a macro bottom is signaled. We have just bounced off the green box, a nearly full reset of dormancy flow. This is partially trending down because of decreased volume, thus less overall coin days being destroyed. But signals that the age and the coins being sold have been young. So once again, new market participants have been selling while long-term investors are scooping up coins. Next up we have A Sopra. Sopra adjusted for outputs with a lifespan of less than an hour. It filters out the noise. This looks at the amount of profit held by the coins trading in the market. Last week we noted our breakout above 1 back into a state of net profit. But mentioned we wanted to see the metric stabilize above 1 or bounce off of 1 on a price drop. We got a little decent Price drop after getting rejected from 42K, of which the metric did in fact bounce off one as we were watching for, would now like to see some stability above one for confirmation. Nothing has changed with miners. Their broader trend still in accumulation actually ticking up a bit this week. The main bear case for Bitcoin from an on-chain perspective is the big drop-off in transactional activity. We're still a rut looking at things like the mempool, number of transactions, active addresses, etc. would like to see these things pick back up, which I personally see as lagging indicators to price. If we get a breakout towards some of the targets mentioned at the beginning of the letter, we'd want to see some increased activity in these metrics. That's it for today's analysis. Hopefully you found this helpful. I, pump. I highly suggest you subscribe to Will's email where he breaks on-chain metrics multiple times per week. You can click on the link that I've provided. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to everyone on Monday.